Thank you for being here. Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. If you are new to the show and just picked up a live, so this is a show that I'm actually just going to be doing for the ones who support me on Patreon. I've never really done kind of hidden intel sort of thing. And at the last moment, I decided hey, if anyone picks up on the live, they get it too. Uh, I will not be republishing this show because of the nature of it. I'm going to be naming names uh, in this and some of my observations from when I went to the Reawaken tour in Nashville, Tennessee uh, at the end of January. Uh, so I'm glad that you are all here and uh, this should be interesting. Now, I want to tell you what my criteria was so and, and be very clear that I'm not making judgment on any of these people in fact I didn't know uh, quite a few of the names before I went there and uh, make a long story short uh, although I was offered a media pass and I could have been in the room and uh, interviewing everyone, you know, in the media scrum and getting lots of guests lined up for my show and stuff like that. I decided not to do that. And what I decided to do was to actually just go in there and sit as an audience member, leave my biases behind. So, you know, I, because a lot of these people I do have research on and, you know, I've certainly had a, certain feeling, but I wanted to become a person who has, let's say, brand new to the movement. I just walked into this room and I wanted to feel uh, and see what people would see. So I wrote down my notes based upon just sitting there and listening to their words, not knowing the histories or anything. Um, and so I want you to understand that. Um, you'll, a lot of you will know that I had Clay Clark on the show recently, 
my observation of him was he was a very hard worker, very diligent. Um, you know, the guy puts in a lot of effort into what he does. I will say this because it is a private broadcast. Um, my public comments on him are more art of war than they are um, <laughs> how I really feel about a couple things. And uh, there's one thing, because of my background as a promoter and stuff like that, uh, he constantly says that he is losing money on every one of these, and I haven't seen his statements. But from my background in doing this, there's no way he's losing money. He's making a ton of money. And, uh, you know, you, he says you can get a ticket for whatever you can afford. That's true. He, they do that. However, two-thirds of the room was VIP seating, and VIP seating was like 500 bucks a ticket. They don't discount VIP tickets. So just do the math. <laughs> you know, it's in a tent. I know he brings in a lot of speakers. There's a lot of expenses with that. But there's no way he is losing money. Uh, no way I can perceive it. So I just wanted to say that off of the front end because it is the Clay Clark's Awakening Tour. Now, just to reiterate, this is just from my notes. I'm leaving biases behind, and I'm just going to report what people said and what my general impression was from the vantage point of being just a new guy in the audience. Um, so when I got there, there was a major parking dilemma. Uh, it's a, it was in a tent, Greg Locke's church, I think it's called Global Vision Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and there was seating for 5,000, there was parking for about 2,000. And I got there for 7.30 in the morning, and... I was in a lineup that was over an hour long. There was three directions you could come from in at to this location. It's a very narrow two-lane road with ditches, so there's no shoulders or anything like that. Um, the lineups were incredible getting to it. And when I did get to the front, it took about a half an hour at this point. The police were just waving everyone off, saying, listen, parking's full. Go to a mall, park your car, and get an Uber, is what they were instructing everyone. So that was disappointing, I will say, right off the front end. Um, you know, the, the first, first of all, you have to go about four or five miles in any one of those three directions to get to a mall. And then you have to you have to wait for an Uber to meet you at your car in a parking lot, and you're, you're taking up someone else's parking space. I thought it was pretty uncool uh, that that happened. Uh, however, uh, what I did, and it, God's grace upon my life, I uh, I bypassed it. I went and had a quick breakfast and <laughs> washed my truck. I went back to see if the lineup was any less, and I knew the parking lot was full, but I just had a feeling. And I went back and they get to the front. There was a shorter line, you know, probably about 10 minutes by this point in time. And uh, when I got to the front, the cops said the same thing. Hey, you got to go to a parking lot and call an Uber. And so I just said to the cop, I said, listen, I'm media. Uh, is there a chance I could just talk to one of the representatives there? And he goes, oh, yeah, go ahead. So I turned my vehicle into the road towards the parking lot. 
And I said the same thing to one of the staff members there. And they said, well, here, we can get you a spot over here. But that didn't work out. Uh, but I noticed a spot right at the very front corner of the parking lot. Um, and it, so front corner, like, it, so there's like six feet of grass away from the main road uh, with, with no curb. So I knew I'd have a perfect exit. And the guy said, well, that's where the, the, uh, the catering trucks are going to be going. Because they had some food trucks coming in. And uh, I said, well, listen, but I'm going to go, I'll go right on the edge. You know, they, they, I won't be in there. He goes, okay, great. <laughs> and so I got like the best spot. Um, and that was God's favor. And uh, to make a long story short, the exact same thing happened the second day. And I had the best parking. <laughs> it went, just worked, went really, really well. All right. So to the notes. A very short a worship, which I heard from outside when I was in the lineup. Uh, but then when I got in and got a seat, I uh, sat down. And the first person that I got to see that was speaking was the pastor of the church, Greg Locke. Uh, it was his church that was... They were the venue, and he expected him to say, but in short, he was on stage. 25 minutes. Again, I haven't seen his sermons or anything. I'm not judging him. But for 25 minutes, he promoted his church. That was it. There was no great blessing or welcome. It was just self-promotion and how he's kicking the devil's butt and his church is growing exponentially and how God has blessed them. And if you want to come to a church like this, you should sell your house wherever you are and move to Nashville. There's plenty of room for you in Nashville. This is what he did for 25 minutes. Uh, and, and by the way, Greg Locke makes another appearance <laughs> in the next day. Um, after Greg Locke, there was Dr. Simone gold. And, you know, again, I don't want to put my preconceived judgments on anyone. I'm just giving you what my notes were. I was really surprised at her content. And, uh, you know, this is a doctor. She's one of those frontline doctors that made that viral video all in their white coats, uh, you know, on the steps or Supreme Court steps, wherever they were. Uh, at the beginning of the fan pandemic, they've been censored. They've been through a lot of stuff. Um, so, and she is not only a doctor, but she's a lawyer. Um, so, you know, pretty young, smart person. 
but what? here's my notes on Simone Gold. She started calling out false prophets, even in our midst in the Patriot Movement. She quotes scriptures. Uh, she said she'd be naming names in a press conference next week, people who have attacked her. Um, and she was, you know, basically just getting her legal case ready. And then she was going to be naming names, uh, defending herself. Um, and she said, you know, you'll know people by their fruit. Um, and then she promoted her answer to the medical tyranny, of course. Uh, and she has a site called goldcare.com and it's, uh, frontline doctors, citizen Corps. Sort of thing. So, you know, and by the way, I don't judge anyone for doing a promotion. It takes them time to go there. They want to monetize it. You know, I totally get it. But the end of the day with Simone Gold, I didn't expect her to say those things. And it seems that she had a bit of a deep faith. Uh, that was one of the things that came out of her speech. So that was a bit, there's a, there's a few surprises in these notes here. Um, the next one was, uh, a pastor named Mark Burns, and he was one of the many pastors on the Trump Advisory Council, so this is now a claim to fame. Uh, one of the things that I originally noted, um, you know when a speaker comes on, sometimes they'll have what they call a, a reel. They'll play a promotional video that makes them look really good so you get excited about them coming up. Now, bear in mind, this is a pastor. He had a reel that was like five minutes long, all hype on how great this guy is and, you know, him standing in front of crowds and in the spotlights and all these heroic shots, <laughs> you know, video shots of him. Um, and he came up, came up and he had a, uh, you know, about 25 minutes as well. And he's basically saying that we need Trump to come and save us. This was a pastor. Um, and he obviously talked, he talked about going against the woke agenda and he really pushed the right versus left paradigm. So what is missing from Mark Burns' pastor? Um, preaching. <laughs> I don't know. Just my notes. Just my notes. Um, then I have Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. And she came out, uh, had a lot of slides and stuff like that, very organized. Um, one of the first things she said is there is no reverse for the vax. There is no reverse for the vax. I know that there's people out there selling products that say they reverse it. Um, Okay, those are people selling products. This is a, you know, pretty highly uh, esteemed doctor. And she said there is no reverse for the vax. Now, I want to just edit and put in my two cents here. 
there is a reverse for the vax, and there's only one. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. There's resurrection power. If he can resurrect the dead, he can clean your blood. So I think that that is the only cure. So that's my little edit into there. Um, she also mentions that there is no test to measure spike proteins. So when you see these doctors on TV and saying this and that about spike proteins, and by the way, this went against what a lot of the other doctors were saying on the stage. Um, so it was interesting, and I don't know what to think about the science. I'm just reading what she said. Um, products that claiming that they that they can test to verify, she goes, that's B, that's BS. And she does offer a electrical type of therapy. So she did get into, you know, her last 10 minutes pushing what her solution is. And her solution is something that helps and buys time. But she said there is no actual cure. Uh, sorry, I'm not taking calls uh, during this program. Uh, in fact, I should just, I'm just going to shut that off. Some of you might be hitting it by accident, but I will not be taking any calls during this program. All right, next one. Um, Amanda Grace. <laughs> um, Amanda Grace came out. This is the first time I saw her. And... Um, she's known as a prophet. Uh, some of you might think she's a prophet. Some of you might think she's not a prophet. Um, just sitting there in the audience taking notes of what she said. She actually came out and did a preach. She preached the word of God and did not sell anything. That was Amanda Grace. Uh, what can I say? I have a preconceived notion, and that really surprised me. Um, in private, I'll tell you some other things that I might think about Amanda Grace, but I won't say it on here, um, even though this is a private broadcast. Charlie Ward came out. And Charlie Ward it was, a, was a crowd favorite. A lot of people were there to see Charlie Ward. That was evident. He was one of the stars of the weekend. Um, and he first came out and he started talking about, uh, you know, how he travels from Britain into the USA. Because the USA, a lot of you might not know this, but even today, um, if you have not received the uh, bioweapon, you cannot get into the United States. Oh, unless you walk across the southern border. That's the exception. But if you're like from Britain or Canada or something like that, if you do not have a vaccine passport, you're not getting into the United States. Uh, that is the United States government doing that, not other governments. Even Canada dropped that <laughs> as a side note. But he has a product they sell for $20, and it's called VaxControlGroup.com is, is the website. And the theory behind it, I'm not endorsing it, I don't know if it works, but it says that uh, 
you basically were in a control group. You were in the placebo group, so that's why you did not receive your backs. And I think the whole theory of it is the border agent won't know what to do with it, so they just let you go because who cares? The crap's over anyways. Um, then he went on to give his intel, and quite honestly, I walked out. Um, I think it might have been a pee break, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it, it, I just... So there, that's honesty. I just, I just walked out, and uh, I, you know, there was a lot of people talking, and there's a vendor tent and stuff like that. So you know, I went and did my rounds. Then um, was Pastor Brian Gibson, and I guess his ministry is called His Church. And they have a couple locations or something, I guess. Uh, never heard of him before. He didn't do much of a preach either. Um, he What he did harp on was the need to get back to physical church. He basically condemned online ministries. That was my impression. All right, I, I, condemned is too strong of a word, but... He was saying that, you know, you really need to uh, to be in a physical church was a big part of his message. What he, he also said, um, and I, I made the note that I thought this was a bit of fear-mongering. He said what's going to happen with uh, online ministries, and by the way, I guess some of my biases, you know, my show's online. He says that what's going to happen is AI is going to change the words of online ministries. It could be right, uh, but that's why he was saying you have to get to uh, a physical church and uh, and promoted his church quite heavily. Uh, again, no sermon or anything like that, but, you know, listen, I, I, maybe that wasn't the place for a sermon, I guess, although the crowd was very much Christian. Um. One thing he did, and this drives me absolutely nuts, he did a salvation call. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what, Jeff, why would a salvation call drive you nuts? Because this is how he did it. And you might have experienced this. He said, now I want every head bowed and every eye closed. And if you want to receive Jesus Christ, I want you to put your hand in the air. Yes, I see a hand there. Yes, I see a hand there. And by the way, I kept my eyes open. I did not bow my head. And I looked around to see what was happening in the room. And actually, a lot of hands went up. Now, whether they were just people who felt they wanted to get something, uh, recommit, I don't know anyone's story there uh, with it. But what bugs me about this is if you are so ashamed of accepting Jesus Christ that everyone's head has to be bowed, no one can see you, the sinner that wants to repent and get his life saved. I despise that. Uh, getting saved in secret. Give me a break. Uh, if you're in a church that does that, walk out or have some strong words with your pastor. That's my opinion. Just a, just my opinion. Doesn't mean I'm right. Maybe there's some uh, 
secret reason behind it. But to me, it's disgusting. Um, there was a, another speaker I'd never heard of. His name was Seth Holhouse. And uh, I didn't take a lot of notes, but he gave a really good speech. Um, and he was basically contrasting the narrative that's going out there, the main, mainstream narrative. And he talked about, you know, creating a better world. And it was kind of an in inspiring uh, talk, uh, not if not from a Christian perspective, but it was uh, an inspiring talk. So Seth Holhouse is someone that uh, I still have yet to look up, but it's I think he's worth looking up. Then there is a person called Brannon Howes that came up. Um, oh, I just want to make sure I read my notes right. My spelling wasn't great. I was doing it on my phone here. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, this guy was good. Brandon Howes. And he said that the Great Reset is in the Bible, Genesis 3. And the big lie is that you will be God. And this is very much in line with what I'm doing right now with the uh, Mass Deception series. Uh, it is a cult. And then he went on to say, and this was very interesting, you know, we went from the hippie movement to drugs to yoga. It's all a cult. And then he quoted Romans 1 verses 22. And then he went into the five consequences. And then he went into Revelation 17, 10. And he said the 10 horns are happening now. Uh, and then he proclaimed the good news is Daniel chapter 2 verse 44, proclaiming the truth. And uh, I really thought this guy was quite good. I probably didn't agree with absolutely everything he said, but doesn't mean I'm right or he's wrong. Uh, my impression of him was really, really good. Uh, then a podcaster came on, Doug Billings. I think it's, his show is called The Side with Doug Billings. And he came in there and he told four stories, and they're long. I, I do remember the stories, but uh, I, I suspect it's very easy to find him uh, saying this story. But essentially, you know, he was going against abortion. And, you know, he, the anti-life movement where, you know, if a kid is mentally incapacitated or anything like that, uh, that they found in. What he did was, at the end, the punchline was, I was that guy, and my son has Down syndrome, and he brought his son up on stage. Really touching moment. And his son, you could just tell, is having a great life, and they have a great relationship. It was a beautiful moment. Then um, John Rich, the country, famous country singer, came out onto the stage, uh, said a couple uh, very short words 
Uh, it was just him and an acoustic, so it wasn't him and a band or anything like that. And he sang God Bless America. I'm actually getting choked up remembering this right now. Um, it was a really great moment. I, I believe his, he just seemed to have such a pure heart. And uh, obviously he's a talent. Uh, it was really, really amazing when he did it. A great moment. Then the comedian Jim Brewer came out. And uh, you could tell he didn't have a set like he would normally. He came out and ad-libbed. And what he did was, you know, the, on the Clay Clark stage, they have the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset. And essentially, Jim Brewer just went name by name on the Great Reset part. You know, the Klaus Schwabs, and he did a Klaus Schwab imitation. And, uh, you know, he just punked on these guys. And it was hilarious. Uh, really good guy. Uh, came off well. I would, I would recommend seeing him again, uh, definitely. Then uh, General Flynn came out, and General Flynn talked about the central bank digital currencies. He talked about the 15-minute cities. He talked about the ESG scores, the carbon footprint, and he says that 2023 is going to be a year of tri transition for both the financial and the medical systems. Now, he didn't know which way that's going to go. I want to be clear, but he said it's going to happen this year. So that was General Flynn. Um, it was good intel. You know, stuff that I'm familiar with, but it was good intel. Uh, Clay Clark came out and uh, started talking about this uh, quant. Uh, if you're not familiar with quant, when you look at all cryptocurrencies, all cryptocurrencies, you think they're good. It's a way to beat the man, um, you know, or what or what the central bank is doing. There's a little co company called quant that's right in the middle, and all of these Companies need quant to function. Um, and he talked about uh, the MIT quantum dot uh, that's coming out, which is related to quant. You'll want to look that up. And he also talked about CBDCs. Um, good information. Really good information. Uh, th this is stuff that I know and I don't bring out on the show uh, as much. I probably should cover it more. Um, just, I, I really, you know what, I think we can look at the world tons, and uh, but everything starts in the spirit. So uh, I, I actually feel that we're being ahead of the intel by paying attention to the spiritual side. The political always runs parallel with the spiritual, is my observation. And uh, if it all starts in the spirit first, then it's going to follow here. So we're actually ahead of it. And all these little things like you knowing, knowing this company or that person, it doesn't make you win. It doesn't make anything better. You just know it. And a lot of it's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, but that was true about the quant. Um, 
Eric Trump came out. And Eric Trump, uh, you know, just did the Eric Trump thing. He's limited in what he can say publicly, obviously, uh, because everything that he does is a soundbite for mainstream media. But he did talk about the weaponization of all agencies. We're familiar with that, or at least uh, most of you are. Um, and then, you know, he talked about how Twitter banned his dad, but the, uh, you know, Iran and the, uh, the Taliban are still on there. Uh, he did get his dad on the phone, which I think is a regular thing he does. And his dad says hello through the phone to the microphone. Uh, the crowd went crazy, obviously, for that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, thank you very much, Native Mom. Uh, thank you kindly for those gifts. So then we had Haiti, uh, Katie Hopkins came on. Katie Hopkins. And what she said was pretty scary. So she was, she's a Brit who is, uh, who came here for the thing. And she basically said this. The UK is gone. It's already lost. Uh, she said the Muslims have the strong majority now. Um, Mohammed and Mohammed are the number one and two names uh, when you know when babies are born that are named uh, in the UK for the last five years, and. Uh, also, she said it's so scary with what they're doing with the 15-minute cities and stuff like that. Uh, by the way, the UK is gone. That should send shivers down your spine uh, because it's happening in the United States right now. It's happening in Canada right now. It's happening in Australia right now. And she says that in five years... It will be illegal to own a car in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lara Logan came out. And uh, Lara Logan uh, famously was on 60 Minutes. Now she's dropping truth bombs. A lot of people think she's swampy. A lot of people think she's good. Again, I just left all my biases at the side of the road and I reported, I'm reporting what she said. Um, she brought it. Uh, I'll just say that right out of the gate. She brought it. Um, you know, Essentially, she's talking about the United States, and she said, why did flyover country, so all the states in between, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast, ever let the coasts control the narrative? And it's true. Hollywood and New York, California and New York, controls the narrative. Um, and she says, historically, that is a huge mistake. Um Antifa, <laughs> oh, this was interesting. So, the, you know, there's word games that people play. And 
you know, we the name Antifa, which stands for anti-fascist, is so clever that they called themselves this. Because she goes, what happens is, and this was this is a brilliant point. I hope I can convey it properly in this short time. But when we call them by their name, you know, Antifa did this, and even if we're saying it in a bad way, Antifa did a bad thing, okay? What happens is because we called them Antifa, the burden of proof is now on us to prove that they're bad. They don't have to prove they're good because their name is good, anti-Semitic. And just like, you know, George Soros names all these NGOs like uh, World Coalition for Good Health or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so what they do, so it's actually what her advice was to stop calling them by their name. Just call them terrorists. And I think that was a really brilliant point because otherwise we fall into their word trap. Uh, it's semantics, word games. Um, she started talking about video games and what they're doing to our kids and basically, you know, how there's a whole generation of kids who are doing video games and now with... Uh, the virtual universe coming and they're addicted to drugs. And she said, you know, uh, this was such a, uh, this is exactly what they want. They want a brain dead generation. And when you're addicted to drugs, the greatest consequence of even a drug that's, you know, somewhat harmless like pot, um, the greatest consequence of it is it gives you a who cares attitude. You don't do anything. Just sit on your couch. Yeah, man, I'm going to play another game. I'm going to bake, right? Um, so she says it's actually fifth generational warfare, what they're doing with this stuff. And yeah, yeah Hollywood's involved. The game companies are involved. It's uh, pretty incredible. Then she talked about Fortnite. Now, Fortnite is probably the biggest uh, video game in the world. And everyone gets on and they collaborate and you get your own tribes and you uh, have real-time communications uh, in it. And she said one of the things that they've been able to do is they've been able to track, and what bad people do is they use Fortnite. You know, even someone who wouldn't play a video game will register and be on Fortnite because they have a messaging system inside that game where they can send coded messages to each other and they completely disappear after three days. So the deep state has been using Fortnite to communicate. I thought that was very interesting. Um, good Dog reported on that quite a while ago, uh, so I was aware of it, but it was good to have a reminder. Um, then she went, she went on to talk about addicted people do not participate in society. In the war of narratives, uh, emotion is a powerful weapon, so... They always use emotion to drive us, and fear is the greatest of these weapons, of course. Um, yeah, and uh, basically she talked about read the fifth generational, uh, read the guide to fifth generational warfare was one of the things that she had suggested. Okay, day two, I got 
far less notes on day two. Um, actually, maybe not. Uh, who was this guy again? Okay, there was a guy named Jackson Law Meyer. And he was, uh, he was really, really good. Um, he gave a grocery story, which I forget what it is now, uh, but it was good. And basically, it's the, the theme, the punchline of this story that he gave, he spent about five, ten minutes on it, was uh, God is going to do it and he's going to make the devil pay for it. Uh, and his story was great. Uh, and then he said a couple things that were really, really close to my heart. Jackson Law Meyer is his name. We are to steward what God has given us. Use our time, talents, and treasure to save the country. God owns it. We must steward it. Support America First companies. Uh, we need to pray. Uh, he was also one of the pastors for Trump, and he has a monthly prayer call that is open to anyone. Um, yeah, and by the way, this uh, broadcast brought to you by MyLibertyStand.com. If you're not there, you really should support American companies, and it supports podcasters like me as well. So MyLibertyStand.com. Um, delete Thomas, or I think, oh, so that, that was my autocorrect, uh, Delith Thomas. This is a woman, um, who I, I guess it came from Jackson Lawmeyer. Uh, I, he introduced her and she was a cleaning lady and, uh, oh no, 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 it wasn't Jackson Lawmeyer. Sorry. It was General Flynn who came out and introduced her, and they were in South Carolina, and they were doing a conference of some sort, a small meeting, and they needed the worship leader that they had hired uh, canceled at the last minute, and they were doing this uh, meeting in a church, and this lady's in the back of the church cleaning and singing, and so General Flynn uh, asked her to come up and sing uh, with the conference, and she did, and she knocked it out of the park. Uh, the video, I guess, got quite a good response, and she actually got a record deal out of it, and uh, she sang a song called Revival Is Here, and uh, it, was a, it was a really good song, great vocal performance from Delith Thomas. Then, uh, Lee Dundas came out, and again, I'm leaving my preconceived notions behind. Um, actually, I'm just going to tell you a little bit. I think she is amazing. Uh, on our faith, we disagree. That's okay. I want this woman on my side. She is a fighter, Leah Dundas. And, you know, she she was a firecracker. Um, 
yeah, she, she is a fighter. She gets things done. She gets results. And her message was, there's three things to do. And of course, she uh, gave descriptions of all three things. But essentially, um, we need to bully the bullies. So when these people say, you know, uh, well, we have to bully the bullies. Anyone's trying to bully us and, you know, you could just think about the, what they're doing to our kids and stuff like that. Uh, no, we have to go and bully them. We have to call them out. We have to call them by names. We have to go to their houses. We have to serve them. Um, we have to bully them. And then, you know, she said, talk about leverage moves. You have to give power to the people. You'd, so these people like to sit on councils and things like that. And even government, they think they're almighty and powerful. And they are because no one challenges them. But there is power to the people. So you have to leverage all the power of the people and then come at them and they respond. And the last thing she said, and I think this is really good, we need to name them and shame them. Name them out loud and shame them. Shame on you, Mr. or Mrs., for having these things happen and you know, sexualizing kids or whatever uh, the issue of the day is. Name them and shame them. So I'm just going to repeat those three things because I thought she was spot on. Bully the bully, leverage moves, power to the people, and name them and shame them. Then we had Greg Locke, the host pastor of the conference. He came out again, and he was out on the stage for about 25 minutes. Again, I'm not judging. I've never seen his sermons. Never attended one of his services. But he came out for another 25 minutes. And the first time he came out, if you remember, he promoted his church very heavily. So this is day two, and he's out on the stage again for 25 minutes. And he promoted his church and how wild it is. And how his deliverance services are wild. It's a spectacle to see what God is doing in these mass deliverance services. You've got to come and see it. If you don't live in Nashville, you need to move to Nashville to come to my church and see this. See this great move of God that he's doing through my church. Just my notes. Uh, but that's what he did for 25 minutes there. That was Greg Locke. Ah, okay. So there's a worship leader, and I guess they were kind of the star worship leaders of the uh, conference. Uh, an artist named Sean Foyt. Long red-headed -haired, hair guy. Uh, very popular, apparently. He was in Iraq the night before and flew into Nashville with his band, just to be at the Reawaken conference. And uh, it's the Melody Noel Praise Band. When they came on, uh, I'm just going to be honest, I didn't sit and take notes. I, uh, <laughs> I had to walk out because it wasn't until about a minute in 
and by the way, they had great sound. Like the, the mix was really good, um, really great sound. I recognized the music, and it's this uh, charismatic vineyard type of just repeat. Uh, and the first song was like love, love, love. Everything is love, love, love. You know, one of those things. And uh, so I walked out and uh, I actually went outside the tent and I put my arms in the air um, privately. I wasn't looking for attention, obviously. But I, uh, I prayed against the Kundalini spirit. And the Kundalini spirit was in there. And he had about a half an hour set. So I prayed for, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes. And then I called a friend of mine who is a really good researcher. And I said, who is this guy? Because I didn't even remember his name. So she looks at the schedule and she goes, oh, it's this guy. So then she does a quick search on him. And there he is. He's a grave soaker. <laughs> uh, and he's into superstition and stuff. This is a worship leader who gets sent to rent, who does tours through churches all around, super popular. Um, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, you got to hear this. Sean Foyt. I came back in during the last song. And he proclaimed, actually, I want to get the tape of this because I think the tapes are available uh, and it's worth going back to make sure I heard the right thing. But I heard this. He proclaimed, this is the year another Jesus comes. Another Jesus comes. But... What was interesting is he said it like it's a good thing. Like he's proclaiming another Jesus is going to come, but he's proclaiming it like it's our Savior. This is my notes. Uh, I don't think anyone else heard it, honestly. maybe, And maybe he didn't say it, but that's what I heard. I heard him say it. Um, the rest of my notes about him just after the last song, uh, it was all about the experience. All the songs were very shallow. Um, although, uh, there was a girl who came up, uh, at the very end, kind of like an encore and she sang the Lord's name and it was beautiful. It really was beautiful. Uh, and then I, what did I write? I said, I wonder if this is how they tap into power. Make the singer says he was called to California and to rebuild the ancient city. Oh yeah. So he explains why he had to go to California. He's there to rebuild the ancient city. Uh, remember those words. Uh, he's there to rebuild because I'm going to be talking about this in the mass deception podcast, not him specifically, but if you remember this, if you're one of the few that get to hear this podcast, you'll be able to equate the singer with that, that I'm going to expose. Uh, and then he goes on to say the church of Jesus Christ rebuilds the kingdom of God. Um, this is, 
this is a theology that is from the pit of hell. And I show it to you on the Mass Deception podcast. Um, then he said something interesting. Praise is the virus. Praise, praise, praise. I'm not sure where I got that note from. Um, so I'll leave it there. Um, Robert and Jamie Adji, those are the people from uh, Banners for Freedom. Uh, I couldn't leave my bias at the door. They were basically hosting me when I was down there, and I just simply put, they're absolutely amazing, and I really believe in the work they're doing. And uh, what they did is they brought out a surprise guest, and that was LT from the End We Know pod, which is a really big podcast. And, uh, uh, you know, he's someone who never shows his face. So for many, I think there's probably one of his first, very first public appearances. And uh, even though it was being streamed live, he stood outside of the camera shot so no one could see him. And uh, really good guy, by the way, uh, LT. I had the privilege or pleasure of meeting him and talking with him at length on uh, Thursday before the conference and uh, Saturday, no, it was Sunday night after the conference, the day after the conference, I was able to attend a private dinner with him and spend some time with him. And uh, it was, uh, it was really good. Uh, I appreciated that. He's a good guy. Uh, there was, then there was a pastor, Phil, from AmericanFaith.com. Uh, I didn't take much notes on him. It just says, basically, uh, he wants to influence the church, and he said that we're going to take California. Are you enjoying these notes so far? Uh, for those of you who are here live, uh, otherwise, this is not going to be published, uh, so don't even share this, because this link will be dead after this goes off air. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, there was one other thing about this. Pastor Phil, uh, we are going to take California back for Jesus, and then he showed his chart, uh, that, and he is a pre-tribber. And uh, so when he showed that, uh, I have a different understanding. Hey, listen, who knows what's right? It's not a salvation issue, but uh, part of my note. Um, <laughs> okay, this might be my longest note, and I I think maybe I was speaking a bit out of I I was writing about a bit out of frustration and tiredness. You have to understand these days, um, this conference is like 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Uh, they're grueling, <laughs> and this is later in the afternoon. You know, probably four or five o'clock on the second day. Uh, everyone's getting tired. Um, there wasn't a lot of water to be had there. Thankfully, I had some in my truck. Like, it was... It was... <laughs> All right. Uh, some of you are going to have to read between the lines here. I'm not going to embellish on my notes. Um, Julie Green, uh, she says... Uh, she's one of these YouTube prophets, uh, just so you know who she is had to come here, she had to come here to speak a word from the Lord. 
just for this conference. So the Lord gave her a word just for this conference. And then on cue, the background piano starts and she goes into her prophetic. And she says, and I, so I just, I took as many notes to capture what she said. Because part of this, I think I just want to hold her accountable to these words. She said, God is doing things that we don't know. So first of all, just prophetically, that's kind of vague. <laughs> and then, and this is a word you're going to hear from a lot of internet prophets. Get ready. There is a shaking coming. What's a shaking? They all say it. There's a shaking coming. <laughs> and he will take down the government and put in his hand-picked people. So God, she's saying at this point, is going to shake it and put in all of his people. Now pay attention to the Mass Deception series, especially when I talk about like the Seven Mountain Mandate with this statement. So you'll hear, you'll know where this is coming from. And I'm, well, I shouldn't say these things on here. I can't help myself. Um, it's not from God, folks. You'll see how I got to that conclusion. Uh, continuing on with her prophecy, God has exposed all these things and more documents will come. Okay, more documents will come. That will happen no matter what. So, not real accurate. There's nothing to hold accountable so far here, other than replacing government. God says he knows it's hard for us to believe that he is saving the world. Stand up and receive what I'm about to do, she goes on. He will expose and justice will be served, just like he did for the Jews. Get ready. You're about to see, so get ready for me. Stand up and give him a shout. <laughs> that was basically her prophecy. I took as much of it down as I could. Um, so I'm just going to read that prophecy again. Uh, God is doing things we don't know. Get ready, there's a shaking. He will take down the government and put, his in, put in his hand-picked people. God has exposed all these things and more documents will come. God says he knows how hard it is for us to believe he is saving the world, so stand up and receive what I am about to do. He will expose and justice will be served, just like he did for the Jews. Get ready, you are about to see, so get ready for me. Stand up and give him a shout. And then Julie promises we won't have to wait till 2024, and Trump will be back before that. Promised. She promised that. And then uh, Dave Scarlett from His Glory, uh, he was the one doing baptisms and stuff. He was up on the stage several times as well. He came up and joined um, her with, and, you know, anyone who wants to pray, come to the front. And uh, so they stepped down off the platform and people came up in the front rows and they're praying for people and the cameras go on top of the stage to get the shot of them praying over people and stuff. So they did that shot for about uh, probably 10, 20 minutes of people getting prayed for. And uh, 
And one thing that was interesting to me, it's just an observation, I'm not sure if it means anything, but her and Dave Scarlett, so Julie Green and Dave Scarlett, they would put like the right hand on forehead on the pineal gland, and then they'd put the other hand on the person's shoulder. Uh, they did this consistently. I could see it because they had cameras going back and forth across the stage showing these people receiving, receiving. And, of course, some of the people went into some uh, to shaking and stuff like that, you know. But, uh, and I'm, well, I'll leave it there. Uh, now, this was an interesting moment. Because as Dave Scarlett and Julie Green were praying on the, uh, in front of the platform, Clay Clark came out to introduce the next guest. Now, Clay Clark introduces all of his guests like, and prophetess Julie Green. You know, he does something kind of flamboyant. And maybe it was just because there was some prayer going on still, but he brought out his next speaker, and it's the only one I saw. He came out, and he said, ladies and gentlemen, Scott McKay, and walked off. No flamboyance at all. Scott McKay is known as the Patriot Street Fighter. Um, so first of all, he has this huge promotional video, probably cost him thousands of dollars. By the way, he's getting really rich, folks. Really rich. He did this huge self-promotion intro video, like, he's the champion of the people, you know? <laughs> and the very first sentence that comes out of his mouth after his five-minute intro hype video was Christ consciousness. He says that, you know, he was born again at 14, so he's claiming to be a born again. And then he says, but now I'm reaching Christ consciousness. If you follow the program, you know what that means. Uh, he gives his testimony about uh, his motorcycle accidents and how it's impossible for him to be killed. He's such a tough guy. And uh, he says, when the dark side falls, we will welcome them into our kingdom and to enter into our ascension journey. So he's being forgiven. When <laughs> Did you hear these words? So even though these people were evil, we're not like them, is what he was saying. We're not like them. We'll welcome them into our ascension journey. And we will rebuild the Garden of Eden. You have no idea how demonic this stuff is. Patient of the mass deception. All the, these people that I'm pointing out are all point, take, this is where their doctrine comes from. <laughs> it's not from God. Um, we will have our own kingdom army. Pay attention to that statement, Scott McKay. Visualize this new Garden of Eden and millions of us in Christ consciousness. 
to make it to manifest it. Um, and he got a big standing ovation from half of the room. I'll just leave that there. Half of the room gave him a big standing ovation. Um, Liz Crokin came on next. Uh, the journalist, uh, you might know her from a couple of the documentaries that have gone out there. Uh, a lot of people say bad stuff about Liz Crokin, uh, just like they do about uh, the other reporter. Uh, what, oh, geez, what's her name? Laura Logan. Liz Crokin came out and she brought it. <laughs> She talked about uh, Pizzagate, the Clintons. She was talking about the how the NYPD had the uh, the Wiener laptop and how the FBI agents got sick. She was reminding of how gruesome the content was on that. And uh, something that I did not know, uh, which was really good, uh, well, not good, but that good to know, I guess, the NYPD handed over Wiener's laptop to the FBI. So the FBI took it away from the police and they've been sitting on it and hiding it. Um, uh, and on that laptop, it also had uh, Epstein Island visitor list and it had the 218 official documentation that oh yeah oh, oh oh no 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 this is separate so the laptop also had the Epstein list on it but then she broke something that I did not know um so in the 2018 uh inspector general report it actually lists you can find it today I forgot I wanted to look up for this it actually lists the Clintons as being involved in human trafficking. Boom! That was a bomb. That was probably one of the biggest bombs that I heard in the uh, two days. Almost done here, folks. I didn't think it would take this long, but am, am I doing a good job? Can you give me a like? Um... And by the way, for those of you who are listening to this because you're a patron su subscriber uh, and you support the podcast, thank you. And this is my way of thanking you. Um, then there was a person, Marty Grisham, came out. And uh, he talked about the power of prayer. Uh, the most important discernment is to discern the hour we are in. The church must take down the political. We must remove pastors that are not doing the job. Then he gives his uh, website loudmouthprayer.org. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and he will teach for 30 days of how to pray. Um and then he will sell you his courses. Again, I'm not coming against anyone who wants to monetize their trip down there. Um, it's fair. Uh, Thomas Breedlove. 
this is a publisher from uh, Brave Books. They're the publisher from uh, that Kirk Cameron, the guy who played Jesus in The Passion and has done some other things. He uh, wrote a book and, you know, they did it as a bit of a publicity stunt for sure. But they, what they did was they got a target list of 50 schools that had hosted, you know, drag queen sex shows for kids. And, uh, and he, and they wanted to get him in there. Here's a bona fide Hollywood celebrity, uh, who wrote a children's book that is very good. And, uh, but it was Christ centered and none of the 50 schools would let him in. They host drag queen. Where's the agenda folks? Satan really is the God of this world. Make no mistake. Wow. Oh, hey, first time on podcast app. Thank you for coming in, uh, PSA. Yeah, really good to have you here. Thanks for saying that. And by the way, Misty is one of the moderators and stuff like that. Thank you so much, Misty, for picking that up. Um, anyways, um, they actually went and they took the, these schools to court and stuff like that, and they were able to get, they forced their way in. So there was a really good lesson in that. Uh, don't just take no for an answer. When you're right, stand up for what's right. And uh, that was amazing. Uh, good good talk. And then uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, probably one of the most famous of all of the uh, frontline doctors. I thought what he brought was really, really good. And... Uh, he brought the evidence, he, so he was throwing slides up, and uh, in 2012, DARPA, you know, the U.S. agency, spy agency, announced that they would um, put messenger DNA into you to fight bioweapons. In 2012, DARPA announced they'd get messenger uh, MDNRA or whatever uh, to to in you for your protection to fight bioweapons. I guess they have to tell you before they do it, right? Um, and he, he went on to say that we are the victims of a biopharmaceutical complex... They've committed crimes against us. All these Vax products must be removed immediately and drop all emergency uh, measures act. And then, uh, so there, there were some speakers that I missed in between. There's 80 speakers, folks. I didn't see them all. Um, you know, at some point I had to get lunch, and lunch was like a two-hour orde ordeal, stuff like that. Um and again, these were like 12 to 14 hours each day. Mel Kay came on. And uh, many of you will know who Mel Kay is. And uh, yeah, I thought she brought it. Uh, I, I loved what she said. Um, here are the major points that she made. The news media pretty much all belong to two clubs. <laughs> yep. 
The root of the problem, she called, is David Rockefeller. Um, I don't necessarily agree with her there, although the Rockefellers are uh, a front-facing family, uh, for sure, that is into everything. They're definitely in that on it. She called out the Uniparty, basically. I've been saying this for years. There is no right and left. Um, she said that Epstein was a black was blackmailing uh, on every level, and he was a CIA asset. So that's interesting because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was a Mossad asset. I actually tend to think, well, there's probably no difference between Mossad and CIA. They probably, they, they all just serve the elites. They don't serve the people. Um, and then she gave out to her website. And uh, the last speaker that I saw uh, was Mary Flynn, General Flynn's sister. And she has a website, americasfuture.net, and they're apparently going to help with children trafficking and stuff like that. Uh, look, it sounded like a really good work that they're doing. Um, I have some personal engagement with the Flynns on this topic from almost two years ago. So uh, I stopped taking notes there because I could not do it without bias. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this, and you might find this as an odd story just as I'm wrapping up here, because uh, that was the last speaker that I took notes from. Uh, oh, there was one note. I don't, I, maybe it didn't save properly, but Laura Logan came out with this guy, Ennis, and he talked about the J6 uh, prisoners and what has happened to them. One of the most moving times in the entire conference, I don't know what happened to my note, but it wasn't saved on this. Event. Um, so the person, when I walked out uh, and left the conference for good, was Donna Clement, Kim Clement's daughter, came out. And listen, I, I'm not coming in judgment. In fact, I've featured a lot of Kim Clement's uh, prophecies on the air and stuff like that. I think he's been one of the most accurate um, where it comes from, I guess. Well, I'll just leave that there. Uh, and, and I don't have anything against the Clement family, and I think she's a sweetheart, and I appreciate her broadcast and everything else. Uh, but she's not the prophet, and she was going to show a bunch of videos of her dad which I'd already seen. It was late. So that's why I walked out at that point in time. And it's, it's right after that, and we've got the video of it. It was shared uh, on Telegram and stuff like that. Uh, so I caught it after the conference. But she had brought one of her dad's scarfs and handed it to Amanda Grace and she said to Amanda Grace that her dad would have wanted her to have this, and she was passing over her dad's mantle. Hmm. To Amanda Grace. 
I'll just let you guys uh, <laughs> think about that one. So listen, that, that's it for today. I really want to thank uh, each of you. I'm glad some of you were able to make the live. Uh, really great to see you here. Eve, uh, Native Mom, Natasha, of course, Misty River, uh, just so many fan, so many people that I really like. And, uh, and thank you for those of you who sent gifts and did the likes and stuff like that. Um, this is only going to be posted for the uh, patrons, people who subscribe and do it. But I thought it'd be a bit of a bonus to give it to uh, anyone who could just tune in at the last minute. And I'm glad I did because there's some great people here uh, that were able to get it. So, uh, and I don't like just having private information, doing things behind a paywall. Quite honestly, that's what motivated me to do this live because I've never wanted to be that guy. Um, there might be a time when I have to, but uh, uh, thank you for that, Sloop Sky. And uh, great to see you here. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much. Remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.